0: Hi, this is Victoria Schneps, publisher of AM New York Metro and 70 other community newspapers in New York City, Long Island, and Westchester. But today, we are bringing you Power Women. And I am so thrilled to be bringing to this wonderful program of Power Women from Schneps Broadcasting Trish Martin. Trish is from Halstead Properties and is the Managing Director of Sales for, it's Woman Power, Brooklyn. <laughs> And we are thrilled to be here with you today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you. So Trish, tell me about who might have influenced you in your growing up years to become who you are. So I have two
1: women in my life. My first is um, my grandmother, who um, at the turn of the century was um, offered a principalship and didn't take it because she did not want to have a position higher than that of her husband's. And that encouraged me to take every opportunity I could. I could never understand why she did that. Of course, times were different. And the other champion for whom I would do anything is my mother, who, um, when times were challenging, worked two jobs. Uh, She was an excellent typist. Um, She really remained a typist until her uh, 70s when her career started to take off and opportunities opened up for other women but she encouraged me to not limit myself and so I never learned to type. I failed every typing class I, I ever um, took much to her chagrin but much to my advantage because I never got locked into doing any one particular thing and it opened up the world. So those two women I would say and then of course my children but I think most people would say their children are their inspiration for their Well I success. think the children
0: we inspired them and I think part of that is by them seeing your success. Mm -hmm. I think we live by our example more than our words with children because children don't think we know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is so true. (laughs) But when they see you doing things, I believe it's very impactful. Uh,
1: I I think it is. And for me, it was so important that I have uh, two boys and one girl and that my boys saw a powerful, strong woman in business being successful and being a great parent and being able to combine those things. there are always some compromises one makes for them to see the upside of those compromises um, far outweighed what the downside might have been at any given time, and for my daughter to believe that nothing was impossible. Um, I grew up on the the straddling line of women sort of beginning to emerge into being who they were and having opportunities, and then at the place we are now where women have so many opportunities. um, I mean, not that everything is perfectly fine for all of those opportunities, and there are struggles.
0: But you know, you can do anything you want, and that was the message I wanted to deliver. And I also think, and you and I think alike, that we as women are in a very powerful position in the business world, and I think some women don't take advantage of that. I 100% agree, and I think if, if every woman
1: recognized the power that she has and that she holds and how to use that power, not just to her advantage but to the advantage of others, um, the business world and the world at large would be
0: a totally different place. And, yes, we are very like-minded about that. We both feel the same. And, you know, the career you have now, Halstead being charge of mentoring, you said, and training and sales mm-hmm. – Tell me how you got there in terms of where your past careers. This is my news business. This is my seventh career. Mm -hmm. What about you? How did you come to be where you are today in this position?
1: Um, Well, I started my first business when I was 12 years old um, and I got a valuable business lesson then. um, Which was? Which, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed, but I will share this story because it's pretty meaningful. So I started an after-school babysitting business and I went to my neighbor and she said, great, you can take care of my kids and for $3 an hour. And I thought, wow, $3 an hour. So I went to the next neighbor and I said, well, already making $3 an hour. I'll charge her two. And then I went to the next one. I said, wow, making $5 an hour. I'll charge them one. And of course, they all called my parents and said, what's going on? I'm paying three. She's paying two. He's paying one. And my father gave me a lesson. And it's not, it's, you should never be ashamed to earn money. And you should always keep your pricing fair. And so I actually did that after what a lesson! It was I a love big it. lesson. I was mortified, but I learned from it because I didn't know. I was 12 years old. And, and then it was a succession of jobs. So I did that. I've always worked. um, My first job in New York City was at a Baskin-Robbins. I went to the wrong address, but I got the job at the... Baskin and Robbins and my mother's friend who sent me to the first one said to my mother "Um, Trish never showed up for the job meanwhile I was working and coming home at 11 o'clock at night on the weekends and my my. mother suddenly is wondering what I was doing so now I pay attention to addresses very carefully Um, and then from there I um, started in a career of sales well I think no matter what you do whether you're officially in sales or not you're always selling yourself Mm -hmm. whether you have a salary job or not your job is to encourage people to buy into what you bring and who you Are and your opportunity. That's a very important
0: lesson right there Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter what you sell if you believe in what you're selling. Exactly,
1: whether it's you personally or a product. Um, I love people, I have an affinity for people, and anything I've ever done, I've always guided them. Um, I started my own um, architectural project management business, which was very successful, but the more it grew, the, the uh, I was less connected with the things I loved most, so I found um, employment for all of my folks, and I said, I'm going to start a not-for-profit, which I did in Bushwick for at-risk teenage mothers, rolled that into another uh, not-for-profit, and then I thought, well, I'd better make some money. So I decided to get my real estate license, and I remember thinking, this will be easy. I know so many people and it's now, a lot of Now where were you living at the time? In the South Slope, in Park Slope, okay. where I had bought my first house at the age of twenty two. Oh how
0: smart yes. you were. Um, oh, no, well, wait a I was, how were you so smart? Did people say it was
1: so smart? I wanted to own a home at the and at that time, um and we won't do the math, so I won't tell you when that time was. Dubai. But at that time people weren't really thinking about living in the South Slope. There was no Ansonia co op, there were no restaurants, no stores and what um, the thinking
0: of a young woman being wise yeah. enough to buy. Most people yeah. would just rent something. No, I wanted
1: to own, and my grandparents loaned me $10,000. Okay. And I ate pizza and ramen for a year until I paid them back Aww. because I didn't make a lot of money, but right. I wanted to pay them back. And it changed my my life. But I didn't know anything about um, real estate at the time. Um, I will say quickly, I had a brief stint at um, the Old House Journal and helped turn that from a newsletter into a magazine. Um so you dis- can
0: get a job with me. <laughs>
1: yes, right. I was in charge of all of their advertising and <laughs> oh, sales go. and marketing right, and, and so getting newsstands. Yes, it it's was a you. wonderful, exciting journey. Um, and so I decided I needed to make money and I got my real estate license. And it was a lot, of, uh, a lot harder than I anticipated. But like everything else I have ever done, the hard work pays off. And if you believe in your ability to do it and you go into it with the attitude that what you're doing is not just solely for you, but for others. I I feel you always do find success. So I was wildly successful listing broker of the year and um, I was rookie of the year and then I decided what I loved most about what I did was helping people find success, whether it was finding a home or
0: being successful that's professionally. That's interesting to define it that way. Yes. Okay. I, I, that's my joy. That's I never thought of that from that perspective. Yeah. Wonderful. So
1: I um, decided maybe I would start and go into a coaching business and mentor you know, young women and, and anyone who needed guidance into finding their place in life or following a path and then this opportunity came up at Halstead to help them grow their business. In now, Brooklyn. did you
0: work for Halstead before
1: that? I worked for Terra Holdings, which owns Halstead and Brown Harris Stevens, and I was at Brown Harris ah, Stevens at the time. Okay. Um, and when they called me up about Halstead, I thought, hmm, this could be really the answer to exactly what I want to do. I'm great at growing businesses, and I'm great at guiding people and mentoring, because in order to do that, excuse me, you have to get away from yourself, it can never be about you. And, and and we had a little bit of a chat about that. When you're forward thinking and you're passing on for others' success, your success will follow. Oh, so it was I believe a per- that strongly, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Totally. It's not ever about you, it's about the client. Yes. And how you can help that client reach success. Because I believe that if you're successful, then I'm successful. Yes,
1: exactly. Similar
0: kind of thinking.
1: And I think it's the same with people who work for you. I I see how you walked in here greeting everyone, and everyone was so happy to see you, that there's this collaborative environment because you want everyone to do their best job and be successful and grow with you. And so I firmly believe in that. And so I started um, this job, and... uh, They've grown 500%. Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm immensely proud (laughs) of that. Wow. So, wait a
0: second. I have to stop you there because this is an enormous number when you talk about that. Tell me a little bit about how that happened and how you've been able to touch so many people.
1: So, when I started, because I
0: assume it's men and women.
1: It's men and women, yes. yes, and and I feel that, you know, um, especially in this day and age with people, you know, either uh, with gender identity and binary and everyone having their own, you can't say men and women anymore, it's oh. everyone, okay. right? Thank so, you for correcting me. No, 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 I, I'm not correcting you, I'm just saying that that's was part of us. my yes. vision. My vision was to create an environment where everyone could find success. So I spent the first few months mm-hmm. looking at the business and where we were successful and, 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 and the agents that were there and creating my relationship with them before trying to figure out what change would happen but it was really organic and what I put out came back in you know i brought myself every day 100% for the agents that were there and then every day 100% for agents So give me an example of what a
0: day in your life would be uh, in terms of mentoring someone? Were there people already on staff or people you were thinking of hiring? So
1: there were people, there were agents that were there that I, I was helping them. You know, some of them don't need my help. Not everyone needs my help. It's not like, you know, you can't succeed without uh, my guidance. But some people wanted to go to the next level, and, and I'm a great person for helping people find that next level and that great path and, and identifying themselves. We're going to hire they?
0: you away because I think every business... Needs that ability to have their staff grow.
1: Yes, absolutely. If the staff doesn't grow, the business can't grow. Right, and that's really you know. Someone once said to me, the uh, greatest gift is to help someone find their success and achieve, and grow away from you almost or grow beyond you. So even when I had my business, I hired people who were better at uh, than I was at the mm. things I needed done. A key, I, a key to mm-hmm. success
0: have great smart yes. people yeah. around you and it makes you smarter mm-hmm. and greater mm-hmm. and if I'm you sh- allow it.
1: Yes, and I'm sure for you it's you know I know what I'm good at and unfortunately I know what I'm not good at and yes, the list I'm, is long, I'm with you. And I and I want, <laughs> I hate
0: numbers. You know, yes. <laughs> God bless my son, yes,
1: <laughs> oh, yes, totally. And so, you know, you need people that are going to compliment you. So, with that in mind, I, I really paid a lot of attention to my support team because without them, I am nothing, I can't be everywhere. I paid attention to the market and the emerging
0: markets and, and where business was happening. That, that so, m- I have to interrupt you one second. Yes. so in Brooklyn. Where is an emerging market, or is it all emerged already? No,
1: and th- well, that's what's so interesting. It hasn't all emerged. So when I started this position, everyone thought Brooklyn Heights, Park Slope, Cobble Hill, Carroll Gardens, Fort Greene. Well, that's Clinton the money, Hill. Honey. <laughs> right? Exactly. But I, I sensed a lot happening um, in Bed Stuy at mm. that time, and we were the first large firm to open an office and and serve that
0: community. And I believe that all communities deserve the service that we So provide. do you think that being on a subway line has helped Bed-Stuy and now East New York, but Brownsville kind of is off the path of the subways and makes it harder? to grow like the other neighborhoods have well, in that neighborhood of Well, a the few Brooklyn? years
1: ago, I might have said, yes, the subways and public transportation would be key. But now with the advent of Uber and city bikes where you can bike to the subway station where you can grab a Lyft or an Uber, um, I was so in love with those green cabs when we had our own dedicated cabs. Yes, I, just, I, if yes. there's, I won't take a yellow cab in Brooklyn. I want to support I'll my green you. cabs. You know, like you're here you. for us. I'm here for you. you so know? I,
0: I need you to share mm-hmm. a little bit of advice advice you could give our listeners about your secret to success your great success what could they do to be as successful as you are what tips would you give Um, them
1: well unbridled enthusiasm and belief in yourself Mm. um pick your path but don't be married to your path. Tune out the naysayers because they're voicing their fear and they want you to buy into their fear. Mm. Um, People who say you can't should make you feel that you can. When you fall and you fail get back up, because that's only bringing you closer to success. Um, I am, I mean, I laugh at my failures, and some of them, which I'm not going to share here, are doozies, but (laughs) I learn, and I grow, you know, you might be embarrassed, you might feel like, oh my gosh, that was my, my last dollar, and how am I going, but you can do it if you believe in yourself, and without that, without that, you can't go forward, and I say, find someone who's an advocate, and someone who will really be Forthcoming with you, and and find um find a find a mentor, whether it is someone you know or someone you seek out. Find someone to guide you, but unbridled enthusiasm and belief
0: in your abilities is the most important thing. What a great gift and what great advice you've given us. Thank this you. This is Trish martin who is from halstead as the leader managing director of sales in brooklyn and i think mentoring would has to be in your comma title uh, because you have done some great advice for our listeners today thank you so much this is victoria schnepp signing off and power women here we are see you next time